Hi guys and welcome back to episode 10 of the Emphatic Fanatics and what an episode we have for you. Uh, we'll be discussing Liverpool's triumphant season where they clinched their first ever Premier League title and their 19th English top flight title. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the current squad to see how they can maybe retain the title next season and how they can kick on and maybe even get Champions League at the same time next season. So for this episode I've got two people on. One being our regular, and that's Theo. How are you doing, mate? Hey, Jordan. I was wondering when you were going to introduce me there. Yeah, no, I thought I'd give a, a quick indication of what's on tonight's pod. But yeah, no, th- that's that's your introduction there, mate. That's your introduction there. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm, I'm good. I'm looking <laughs> forward to this episode. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's good. That's it's, it's good to have you in. And your brother's not back yet, but we'll, we'll hopefully get him back soon, sooner rather than later. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we have got also a special guest on tonight's episode, and that's Ronan Cairns. How are you doing, Ronan? Not bad, mate. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, well, it's good to ha- good to have you on. You're both a Liverpool fan and a Celtic fan, I heard. So, so yeah. So, yeah, how did two, you come? Two champions. <laughs> yeah, the two ch- the two champions, the Scottish champions and the English champions. So not not bad. Two teams to be supporting for yourself. So yeah, it's it's good to have you on, and hopefully we can delve a bit into into Liverpool on this episode and we'll have to have you on for a Scottish episode uh, for our Scottish football episode in the upcoming weeks. I thought what what we'd do before we delve uh, straight into Liverpool is I thought we'd get everyone's opinions on the game last night at the weekend which was the Champions League final between Bayern Munich and PSG and I would like to get everyone's opinion on that uh, on that game. So going to yourself Theo first on that game what did you make of the game personally and who do you think stood out in that game personally? Well, it was uh, it was a typical final. Um, I wasn't expecting a, a barnstorming five nil or five four because that's not what finals were. PSG were arguably the better side in the first half. Mm-hmm. I think Bayern's class showed mm-hmm. uh, at the end. PSG, yeah, they had chances, but you know, Bayern Munich are—they're inevitable. They're, they're going to get a chance. They're going to score. For me, quite quite an obvious choice here. Two players stood out to me mm-hmm. for. For Bayern, and that was Kingsley Coman. Yeah. Um, obviously, he scored the goal, but Coman's hardly featured that mm-hmm. regularly for Bayern this season. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of a bit of a wake-up call. Like, why is he on the bench? Why is Perisic starting? Because he was yeah. awesome last night, Coman, mm-hmm. and he was only on for sixty minutes. And also Thiago. I know he's probably a player we're going to talk quite a bit about tonight. But yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. He just controlled. He controlled the game. Absolutely controlled the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a, he was a joy to watch. So yeah, yeah it was a. Not the best final, but mm-hmm. a typical final, nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. I, I watched the game and I was I was thinking, when I was watching it, I suggested it was going to be a high-scoring high game, personally. I didn't think it was going to be 1-0. I thought it was going to be slightly more high-scoring. I didn't think it was going to be outrageous, but I, th- I thought nearer like 3-1, 2-1, around that area, going into extra time. I, th- I thought that was what was going to happen. I thought the first half was going to be cagey rather than the full 90 but the full 90 was a cagey match between the two but there was chances at both ends I thought Kaylor Navas was outstanding last night I thought he really put in a good performance making some some crucial saves but Manuel Neuer he was out of this world I think it's clear to see why he's been one of the best uh, goalkeepers over the last decade it's easy to see but going to yourself Ronan what did you make of the game and and do you think that Hansi Flick, the, the, the Bayern coach, do you think he deserves the, the manager of the year award or do you think that should go to Jurgen Klopp, who, who we're going to go on to talk about a bit more? Well, firstly, I think for a 1-0, it mm-hmm. was quite an entertaining match mm. for 1-0. Like you said, there was plenty of chances. And Definitely. I mean, 
all three of the, the three players that you would want the ball to fall to in a chance for PSG and mm-hmm. Di Maria and Bappe and Neymar, they all had a clear chance. But they did, yeah. Neuer was outstanding. He was. <laughs> but I did actually say, like, well, it's about over a year ago now. Me and my friends, we always kind of say to ourselves, right, who's going to win the Champions League this year? And mm-hmm. I, I did say Bayern Munich. I think not even just in the final. Obviously, they were probably the team that deserved to win the final, Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think throughout their whole campaign this season in the Champions League, they've deserved it. With the amount of tankings they gave teams, like in the group stages, they absolutely thumped Spurs, didn't they? And mm-hmm. then same with Chelsea, they gave them a tanking. And, it, and then obviously the famous 8 2. 8 2, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I also I think Lewandowski totally deserved the Champions League final, deserved a trophy because, I mean, yeah. the amount of goals and the amount of work that, mm-hmm. that he's put in a in the last, was it five years he's been playing for Bayern Munich now? Yeah, it's around about that. Around oh, about that yeah. I just feel like for what he does every season, he deserved it, you know. This season as well, he's been outstanding. So I was really happy that they won it, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, Lewandowski has been amazing. 56 goals this season in all competitions. That's that's unreal for a player. And I definitely think, I've heard that they're not doing the Ballon d'Or this year, but if they are, I think he deserves to win, win one with the likes of players not performing to the likes of Messi and, and Ronaldo. I don't think they've performed that greatly this season. But Theo, I've seen you shaking your head there. You don't, you, do you not agree with that statement? Do you think someone no, else does? Lewandowski's an exceptional player, but... Um... I'm not the biggest fan of Lewandowski. I think he's just a, a tiny bit overrated. He didn't perform at all last night. He was pretty rubbish, especially when his team needs him. And he's got a bit of a track record of performing poor in finals. Mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne is is the best player on the planet. So mm-hmm. if there was the Ballon d'Or and he didn't win it, then yeah, that's just, yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kevin De Bruyne to win that Ballon d'Or if they do it this year. Ah, uh, that's fine. So, what what do you make of the the manager? I was saying to you, Hansi Flick. Do you think he he deserves any awards? Obviously, with Bayern, they they they, they were fourth when he came in. Niko Kovac was sacked. Do you think he would deserve that award, or do you think it's it's more going towards like the Jurgen Klopp? Do you think Ronan? What, what what's your opinion on uh, Hansi Flick? Um, I think Hansi Flick, since he's come into Bayern Munich, he's done a he has done a great job, no question. I mean, the way he's got Bayern Munich performing, it's honestly I think it's the best I've seen Bayern Munich play since they last won their Champions League. Actually, they've mm-hmm. been they've honestly been a machine. It's a hard one because not just because I'm a Liverpool fan, but the fact that Klopp won the Premier League, and I think it's just the fact that it's been. 30 odd years since we last won the last Premier mm-hmm. League title, that mm-hmm. I think that will be that will give him the edge of getting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you can't you can't deny what Hansi Flick's done. Yeah, honestly. definitely, definitely. I think it's going to be a close one uh, between them two. I, I definitely think they're two they're the two outstanding candidates for for that award. But yeah, if Jurgen Klopp got it, I don't think you could you could deny him that award either because of how well he's done with this Liverpool squad and, and the transformation they've had over the last few years, which which we'll go on to talk about a bit more later in the episode. Um, so that, that was a good chat, guys. I think it was best to chat about that because it's also the most recent topic and I definitely think it was a, it was a cagey match indeed, but Bayern, Bayern came out on top as, as what they usually do. 
Anyway, going on to more about this topic, tonight's topic of, of Liverpool and delving into a bit more about them. But before we get into the details of the club and choosing some players to come into this Liverpool side, we'd like to get to know all of our guests. So Ronan, how did you start to follow Liverpool? As obviously I know Celtic is your main team as you live in your Glasgow, but why do you support Liverpool and, and what are some of the players that you idolised growing up? Well, my dad was always, I think it's just, it came from my dad mostly. My yeah. dad was obviously a Celtic fan, that's why I became a Celtic fan. Mm-hmm. Same with Liverpool, and I think that connect, the Celtic-Liverpool connection as well. Yeah. Same same song. The fans have kind of got that same kind of passion mm-hmm. and the worldwide support, you know. But no, I've, I've always, uh, since I was a wee boy, I mean, I've loved football mm-hmm. since I can remember. But I just remember growing up and not... Um, had my first, my, one of my first ever strips was a Liverpool strip, Gerard on the back, yeah. mm-hmm. um, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've always loved Steven Gerrard, obviously. He's a legend, that's all you can say. Mm-hmm. The amount of iconic moments he's given Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got your example of spurring Liverpool on if the comeback in 2005 against mm-hmm. AC Milan in the Champions yeah. League final. He's... His goal against West Ham in the FA Cup final as well. That was outstanding. Yeah, it was. Um, And it's like like having the confidence to do something like that in the last moments of games is take a 35-yard shot. is just like, it's moments that Liverpool fans will never forget. And that's Mm -hmm. why he's so well loved. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think think he'll be back to manage one day. Um, Maybe get into that later, probably. Yeah. But um, no, I... I love Gerard, but I can't I can't forget about Fernando Torres. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, honestly, the time he was at Liverpool just before he got his injury, so mm-hmm. a good season and a half to two seasons. Yeah, it's it's the best striker in the world at the time. I still think it's one of the best levels I've ever seen. You know mm-hmm. what he did with the ball? He was so fast, and his trademark move where he step over and then taking it around the keeper. The amount of goals he scored, just honestly, it was like it was my idol growing up, Fernando mm. Torres. I even wanted at one point, I even wanted to grow my hair out like him and die. <laughs> I was just, oh. I idolised him. I absolutely yeah. idolised him. Yeah, yeah. And also, you can't forget about you've got to give an honourable mention to Jamie Carragher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's a Liverpool legend defensively, mm-hmm. and obviously, obviously before my time, but Ken Kenny, Kenny Dalglish as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. He was just as, as much as he was before my time. When you look back at the videos and the things he done as well, um, yeah. and the love he has for the club, mm-hmm. um, that's they're just. I think they've just produced a lot of great players over the years. You know. Yeah. It was. It was a. It was a nice moment. Obviously, seeing obviously when Liverpool won the title. That obviously Kenny Dalglish. He's he's one of the directors. Not not main directors, but he's one of one of the directors still at Liverpool, and it's it's nice to see that he gets to uh, see that moment now that Liverpool lifting lifting the Premier League title. But yeah, uh, it's some great players that you mentioned there, obviously with Jamie Carragher, Stephen Gerrard, and Fernando Torres. But there's is there any more players that as well, Theo? Do you remember any more players that deserve a mention here of players that Liverpool have had that are also great players? Do, who who's the other players that stood out for yourself? Well, I just want to first and foremost say that Fernando mm-hmm. Torres was my idol growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, Torres at Liverpool was the greatest striker the Premier League has ever seen. Fact. Obviously, you can't forget one of the greatest players to ever play in the Premier League, which was uh, Luis Suarez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
my goodness, he was just an absolute joy to watch. And that front three that Liverpool had in, in the Rodgers era, which mm-hmm. if Rodgers had won the Premier League with that Liverpool team, was even more impressive than what Klopp's done. Mm-hmm. Um, that front three of Sturridge, Sterling and Suarez, I have not seen a front three since Messi, Suarez, Neymar that was as exciting. Mm. And they they were awesome, but just from from another point of view, you've got you've got a few unsung heroes at Liverpool. For example, yep. you've got Xabi Alonso. Yeah, you've I was going to mention um, Lucas Lever, mm-hmm. and obviously one of the most underrated players of all time, Dirk Kout. Yeah, Dirk Kout. Yeah, you know, Dirk Kout was was awesome. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool have had some some really great players, but also some that have been great that have just gone under the radar. Yeah, definitely. I, w- I was going to mention Alonso there. I thought Alonso, was, he's one of the best passers of a football that I've seen. I remember when he went to Real Madrid and I was quite upset at Real Madrid because he kind of changed his game when he went to Real Madrid. He was, became more of a defensive midfielder, a tough tackler, and he lost that kind of pass that, 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 that I fell in love with watching him growing up. I thought, I thought Xavi Alonso was top player. also thought Javier Mascherano, mm. his time at Liverpool wasn't as uh, prolific, but I remember his, his more at Barcelona days. He was just a rock in the middle of the park and at centre-back as well. thought he, he was a top player, but obviously he, he kinda, his main career kind of started. Obviously it was at West Ham before, but we'll, we'll, we'll discount that more. It was more at Liverpool where he made his mark and, and really stamped his authority and became a great player. So yeah, uh, yeah, some great suggestions there, guys. But yeah, it was good to get to know you a bit more, uh, Ronan, about why you love Liverpool and wh- why you support them as a football club. Anyway, we'll move on to a bit about the club itself. Obviously, the, the board of directors and John Henry and Tom Werner, they took over in 2010, Fenway, Fenway Sports Group. And to say the least, their first few years didn't go according to plan. I remember those Dalgleish days, like say Charlie Adam uh, wearing that red strip. I, I remember that. But yeah, I would say the transformation since 2015, since Jurgen Klopp's come in, it's been outstanding. But it's been a long process. So yeah, just just going to Ronan about the transformation. What what's your opinion on the transformation and uh, how well do you think it's been uh, for Liverpool? And do you think they're they're finally showing their quality now to to obviously push on? Definitely. I remember. I actually remember the day on Sky Sports News where they said that Klopp was in talks with Liverpool, mm-hmm. and I always remember when the day Brendan Rodgers got sacked. I, mm-hmm. I did. I was like, Klopp's available. Mm-hmm. You know. You've got to go for him, but you know definitely he's came in and he's. It was it was a hard project. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of players that like Brendan Rodgers' team that mm-hmm. finished second. It was unfortunate, but um, there was still a lot of flaws in that team. I think even though we yeah. performed great that season, you could technically say that you had Sturridge, Suarez, and Sterling sort of mm-hmm. carrying that team defensively. We weren't the best, you know. But mm-hmm. I think Klopp's came in. Took him some time, um, but I think that's what you need, and I think that's what a lot of clubs don't do is give managers time, because I think Klopp's a sensational manager, and I thought that even before he was Liverpool boss. I mean, what he did with Mines, what he did with Dortmund, he won a, a couple of Bundesligas with Dortmund. You know, got them to a Champions League final. Yeah, I just think he's. The transition's been great. Yeah, I remember the first game with Spurs and like I say, Lolana was absolutely shattered. I remember him coming off and I remember him saying after the match, because obviously Klopp introduced the pressing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just been a, a working project for Klopp and mm-hmm. like you say, he's, Liverpool are thriving now and I think he made a lot of average players better, mm-hmm. you know, as well. 
But no, definitely we got the right man at the right time. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, he's got he's the best coach in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think that's quite obvious. You know, I mean, yeah. you've obviously got the likes of Pep as well, who's up there. But it's the determination Klopp has and how mm-hmm. animated he is at the sidelines as well is mm. is, is, is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He's 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 really uh, stamped his mark on Liverpool, and I think it's clear to see um, how how good of a manager he is. I think a lot of people uh, under underappreciated him because they uh, are undervalued him when he came in. I think when he came in, you seen this guy. He was uh, obviously uh, the funny look. He, he didn't. He, he wasn't the conventional manager. Um, I think everyone was used to. Um, obviously, you had Mourinho come in before in, in past with his uh, obviously his suits and his suave. Uh, look to him, whereas Klopp was obviously the cap and the and the tracksuit on the touchline. He's not that conventional manager that wants to really like stand out to everyone. He, he kind of just goes about his business and and I think he's but he's got a plan in his head. He's got what his vision is in his head and he he doesn't really divert from that that much. He's he more sticks to what what he knows best. But Theo, what, what's your opinion on Jurgen Klopp and do you think this Liverpool team can continue the way it is for the next few years or do you think they need to improve in certain areas? Yeah, I think uh, Jurgen Klopp's done incredible. He's obviously been the best manager in the world for the past two years. And what he's done with Liverpool is, is fantastic. It's not necessarily what he's done with the team. It's what he's done with individuals mm-hmm. individually, not collectively, just individually. Yeah. I mean, you look at players like Jordan Henderson. Mm-hmm. Not that Jordan Henderson wasn't a very good player because I've always thought Henderson was all right. Mm-hmm. But he's turned him into a proper leader and a really important player. He's also been very shrewd in the transfer market as well. Mm-hmm. He hasn't spent ridiculous amounts, but he knew that when he needed a top centre-back, he got he one. Yeah. Um, he went and got Van Dijk, and that's that's the difference, really. For me, personally, I think this Liverpool team is, is coming towards the end of its cycle. Jurgen Klopp, historically, like Pep Guardiola, only because of the amount of energy and effort he puts in, he only has a couple of seasons really at full pelt. I do think Liverpool are in need of quite a big change soon as well. They've got quite a few players who are coming to the end of their their cycle. So I think it's a very important transfer market in the next couple of years for Liverpool Mm -hmm. and also with managers coming up because Klopp's not going to be there forever. Yeah, you're right there, Theo. But it was good to get both your opinions there, boys. And yeah, I, I definitely think Jurgen Klopp, it's clear to see that he's continued on this great form that he had at Dortmund into Liverpool. And he's really... Really, really changed Liverpool for the best. And I think I, I, I kind of disagree with you in terms of the the cycles finished just at, just at the moment. I think that the team have still got a couple of years, but I do think they need to look towards the future and bringing in a couple of players, maybe to be squad players to start with, and then to maybe transition into the first team for the next years but I don't think they need too much repair work at the moment I do think if they sold one obviously of the obviously the front three which we'll go on to talk about if they sold one of them they would need to look for a top class replacement and with the likes of obviously Timo Werner no longer available him going to Chelsea I, I definitely think Liverpool missed out there but we'll, we'll go on to talk about the squad a bit more in a, a wee while but going on to talk about one thing and I'll get your opinion more on this Ronan Obviously, Liverpool appointed a sporting director named Michael Edwards. They appointed him in 2016. Do you know much about Michael Edwards? And do you think he's a key to this transition for Liverpool? I think he's come in and I don't know lots on him, but the work that he's done has been brilliant, definitely. He's clearly got great knowledge when it comes to who to bring in and whoever he's helping, like with helping out Klopp. You know, mm-hmm. he's obviously got a, a good eye, you know. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. Well, he's brought in a, a number of top class players. In 2016, he came in obviously in the in the January win or like not near near enough the January. I think it was November time, November 2016. And obviously, we've we've seen a number of top class players come through the door. Not even top class players, but players that have now become top class players, likes of uh, Allison Van Dyke. Uh, a number of other players that have come, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane as well. We've we've seen these players come from good players to top class players to world class players. It's 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 clear to see that that these players have have become much better over the last few years. But that's I think down to obviously Klopp's training methods, as, as Theo mentioned there, with the likes of Jordan Henderson as well already already being at the club. How how standards have improved within the club. So yeah, it's it's clear to see. We'll move on now onto the main team. Um, because this is the, this is going to be the most enjoyable bit, I think, of the of today's episode for for our listeners. Looking at the team now, Liverpool have got a quite a large roster filled with a number of good players and good squad players and a number of youngsters as well coming through, as we've we've seen in the cup competitions as well. But looking at the goalkeepers, Allison, how how good has Allison been uh, for yourself, Ronan? Uh, watching watching him come in and take that mantle as the goalkeeper because obviously we've seen the likes of Loris Karius in the Champions League final against Real Madrid we, we, we've seen how horrific that was um, for any Liverpool fan but yeah Alisson how, how comfortable do you feel when, when he's in the sticks? Before he signed I knew he was a, a really decent goalkeeper but I hadn't watched him a lot but he's just yeah he's 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 been fantastic for Liverpool Great saves. He's actually, he's done a lot for us. He's saved us a lot of points. He's comfortable with the ball at his feet. And I actually remember a save he made last season when we won the Champions League in the group stages against Napoli at Anfield. I think it was Milik that that had a a clear chance. Mm -hmm. And if Milik puts that in the net, Liverpool aren't in the Champions League. Mm. You know, they're out of the group stages. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't make that outstanding save, Liverpool wouldn't have had a Champions League title, you know. He shows up in the big moments. He does what's needed. Keeps quite a lot of clean sheets as well. I just think overall a world-class goalkeeper. Yeah, that's what I would think, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think when he came in, because he was, he was at AS Roma, obviously before before Liverpool, and he, he was one of these players that, I remember, didn't Roma reach was at the semi-finals of the Champions mm-hmm. League? And he was then starting to get a lot of uh, recognition at that point. But Liverpool snapped him up, and I, I definitely think it's a player for... He's going to be there for a, a long time. I don't know what his age is. He's, I'm just having a look at his age the now. But he, I definitely think he's going to be there for, for a number of years to come. He's only 27. So uh, uh, as a goalkeeper's age, he could go in for the next nine years. So he's, he's a position where Liverpool aren't going to have to look for a replacement anytime soon they've got a player there for for years to come but when Alisson came in Theo do you you think did you think he was going to have this impact on on Liverpool in terms of how good he's been as a a goalkeeper? No not at all and I really didn't Alisson's a goalkeeper who's he's had quite a quick rise to stardom because when he was he played a couple of years for maybe international now in Brazil and then he went to Roma and he was he was only backup goalkeeper to, I don't know if it was Morgan De Sanctis or something like that. And then the season before Liverpool bought him, he had his standout year and he was amazing. So he was a bit of a punt, really. But yeah, Alisson's been awesome. It was a really good shout, what Ronan just um, brought up with the Milik, because that save was that save was amazing. And obviously people remember the what the strikers do, but 
I think because Liverpool have been so good this season that we rarely talk about Alisson. But that's because of a lot of the work that he puts in. Because he does quite a lot. He just gets on with his job. I think he made one mistake, maybe two mistakes this season in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, he's, he's been a very impressive goalkeeper. And good value for money, which mm. you think Kepper, we, we spoke about him. Yeah. Kepper was probably more of a... Um, he was probably more a t- uh, tested goalkeeper. But Alisson's been, Alisson's been awesome. You know? Yeah, definitely. He's, he's been one of these goalkeepers that... I, I didn't really think much of him when he came in. I thought... As well, it was, it was the same with Ederson, really, obviously, the two Brazilian goalkeepers um, when he came into Man City as well. I never really thought they were going to have the impact that they did, but, yeah, I think Alisson's been fantastic. And it's it's a shame for Brazil because they've got two really good goalkeepers and it's going to be hard to choose for the, the international competitions and what one to pick. But, yeah, I think Liverpool, it's clear to see that Alisson's going to be there for years to come. And I definitely think he's a player that, that has really stood out. As well, going into other goalkeepers, they've got Adrian. I think Adrian, he's a good backup goalkeeper. It's clear to see that he actually done really well at the start of the season. And I don't think anyone expected that for a West Ham uh, player, player coming out of West Ham out of the contract. But yeah, I think he's really stepped up when, when he's when he's been asked of. And I do think he, he's a player that'll be good to he have. He really step up in the, uh, the Atletico game, Jordan, did he? He kind of took a step down. No, he and... didn't. But I think it's... It's obviously, I think that's a different kind of competition when you're up against a team like Atletico Madrid and you're not used to that kind of pressure. I, I do think he's, he, he probably, it's, it's hard with a second choice goalkeeper. You're never going to get the best goalkeeper. And I think when you're top goalkeeper and Alisson's out, you're, you're going to have a downgrade, a significant downgrade. And against uh, top players like Joe Felix and Saul Nguez, I think players like Adrian are, are going to struggle against these top players to, to, to produce the goods. But yeah, he's another goalkeeper at the club and I, I definitely think he's going to be staying around. They've also got young Keller in goals as well. He's coming through. We've seen him in the cup competition. So hopefully we, we can see more of him in the coming seasons. But yeah, as we said, I think Loris Karius, he's going to be gone. And I think it'll be, I think most Liverpool fans are, are happy to see the back of him as well. Maybe he'll be out to Besiktas in, in years to come. Anyway, moving on to the defence, on to, on to the a big player and a big talking point and a main reason for, for Liverpool's success is Virgil van Dijk. I think Virgil van Dijk is the best centre-back in the world right now. I definitely think he's taken that mantle off likes of Sergio Ramos and uh, Rafael Varane. I think he's up there with them uh, at the moment. But how key has Virgil van Dijk been for you, Ronan, in Liverpool's success? Well, I mean, I remember when we were, we were signing him. I was over the moon. But there was a lot of fellow Liverpool fans that were like, really, 75 million for a centre-back that plays for Southampton? Mm. You know, yeah. that's a lot of money, you know. But I was always confident because I'd obviously seen him week in, week out playing for Celtic. And although, obviously, Celtic and Scottish football is sort of a much lower standard than the English Premier League, <laughs> you always knew that, that Van Dijk was one of these guys that would just make it to the top. He's just, he's so cool and composed on the ball. Yeah. He's been so key to Liverpool, 100%. I mean, it <laughs> makes everyone better. Mm-hmm. See, it doesn't, like, between the, like, I know we'll get on to the likes of Joe Matip and, and Joe Gomez and things like that, but when the, when Van Dijk plays with one of them, it makes them better, it you does, know? yeah. And it's just, it's exactly what we needed. Virgil van Dijk is exactly what Liverpool needed in terms of someone that would come in at the back, someone that will tell people where to go and what to do. Just a bit of leadership, you know? 
that's that it was exactly what Liverpool lacked and he's exactly what he brought. He's a big character in the dressing room. Everybody loves him. And I just think that in terms of his footballing ability is phenomenal. And I remember again I'll 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 bring it a standout moment in the season. I remember Liverpool Spurs and mm. it was Suzoko on the ball and it was two V one. Yeah. And I can't remember who the other who the other Spurs player was. But the way Van Dyke defended that moment, he could have just dived in and went for the ball. But by forcing Suzoko to, to take a shot, I mean, obviously you're still taking that chance and him taking the shot. But defensively, it was the best thing he could have done. And hmm. he's just, he's, I, I think he's the coolest guy on the planet as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And he's, he's, he's a top player. As you mentioned, he was at Celtic beforehand and then Southampton. I think they bought him for 14 million. I was ashamed because I remember I remember when he was at Celtic and a lot of Premier League clubs were interested in him. I remember some of them were interested in him and I was upset that they, that they didn't get him because that would be a, a cushy 75 million. That would have been nice to have and a top player actually, like Virgil van Dijk. I actually remember... Uh, it was uh, just before Neil Lennon took the, the job second time round at mm-hmm. Celtic. Yeah. And he was actually a pundit on BT Sport. Mm. And they were talking about Virgil van Dijk at Liverpool. And Lennon was the one that signed van Dijk for Celtic. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, he says the day that Virgil van Dijk came into the door, he said to him, Virgil, enjoy your time whilst you're here because you won't be for long, you're that good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's it's clear to see that he's he is that good, and I, I think hopefully we hopefully we see see him kick on. And and obviously the Liverpool have got Jordan Henderson as captain now, but they've got a second captain in Virgil Van Dijk at the back. They've got a leader at the back, and he's definitely a figure that that that's that's going to be there there for for years to come at his prime. And hopefully we. We see him, obviously, was was he the third best player in the world? I think he was voted for last year. The Ballon d'Or, I think he got the third, the nominee, the third nominee uh, for that. And it was surprising to see because, obviously, with centre-backs, they don't get that covered that much. But he's been that good for Liverpool that, that he definitely deserved a, a massive shout-out for that. But, yeah, moving on to his, his, a couple of his teammates, Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez has come through the Liverpool Academy and he's, he's really settled in well. But, Theo, uh, Joe Gomez, do you think he's, he's the man to sit beside Van Dijk is, is his main teammate next year. Do you think he's the man to be the second centre back alongside Van Dijk? No, I think <laughs> Joe Gomez has done well. Joe Gomez, he didn't actually come through the academy. Gomez came through um, Charlton's academy. All oh, right, yeah. He's even more impressive. I always yeah. like it when a, a player comes through the ranks at a, a smaller club. Mm. Gomez has been a good player, but Gomez is a good squad player. I don't think he is the man to partner Van Dijk. I, as a Liverpool fan, would probably have preferred Matty Paul Lovren. Lovren right. was seriously underrated as well, in my opinion. Gomez has improved this season, definitely. But I'm not sure if he 100% knows himself where it's best for him to play. Right. Because I think part of me thinks that he's a right-back more than anything, mm. not a centre-back. I... Um, I'm not, I don't think he's a centre-back, Joe Gomez. I, I haven't been too impressed with him this season. I think mm. Liverpool may need another another centre back beside him. That's my yeah. opinion. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, de- I definitely think Liverpool, uh, and we're going to talk about some players. We'll actually talk about the centre back because I think they're looking at a centre back and bringing in someone uh, Liverpool, and I definitely think that's some somewhere they they could bring in with obviously Dejan Lovren now leaving Liverpool. I definitely think they need to look for that. But Joe Gomez, I, I definitely, I don't, I don't personally think he's a right back. I, I personally think he is more a centre back. At best, he can play obviously uh, as a as a 
as a right back if if Trent gets injured. But I definitely think you're you're more looking at the team, and I would I would definitely have Gomez at centre back, out of out of the two positions. Whether he's the man to take the position as the long term heir to be the second centre back alongside Van Dijk. I'm I'm up in the air with it, but I, I definitely think he deserves a chance of running the team more or less. But Ronan, what's what's your opinion on Gomez, and and do you think he he can become maybe the first team centre back? I, I think Joe Gomez, out of if you take Van Dijk out, I think he I think he's the best out of if you take Van Dijk away. I think he's our best centre back actually. Right. I just think like it's like what I said with Van Dijk earlier. When he's with Virgil Van Dijk, he's a much better player. Because Van Dyke tells him what to do and commands him, and I think that's what he needs is someone to tell him what to do. Mm. I, I think he's got a really decent amount of pace. He's good as well in the terms that he can play right back, centre back, or left back. He's he's quite flexible in mm. where he can play at the back. I do agree. We do need another centre back, though. I think Gomez is the best of what we've got in terms of to play next to Van Dyke at the club right now, but. I agree with you in terms of, I think he's a squad player, mm. but I, I wouldn't have a problem with him being in the team if we didn't get a centre-back. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely, I think he's he's definitely going to be around the Liverpool squad and uh, and hopefully gets possibly a run, in, I would like to see him get more of a run in the team, but yeah, I definitely think bringing a centre-back is worthwhile. Obviously, we'll, we'll We'll just cover him off. So Joel Matip, I think I would keep around definitely. I think he's been he's had a really good season this season at Liverpool and has definitely been also a worthwhile pickup. I think he was a free agent when they picked him up from Schalke. So I definitely think that was a, a smart pickup. But is there any suggestions then for centre? Obviously, we're talking about bringing in a centre back. Theo, have you got any suggestions for centre back? Because obviously, a player that you've mentioned in the past and Ozan Kabak, he's been mentioned in the headlines. Do, do you think Kabak's the man to go for, or do you think there's someone else that, that that's out there? Kabak's a good shout, actually. Kabak would be probably a cheaper version. To be honest, I, I like what Liverpool have done and just, they know who top centre-back is, Van Dijk. They went out and paid the money and, and got him. I'd be tempted if I was Liverpool to have a look at Dejar Apumacana. I think mm. he he would do really well at Liverpool. He's been a bit questionable this season. You laughing at the way I pronounce his I was, name? I was no, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I thought you were gonna say Koulibaly again. No, no, because <laughs> no, 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 you, no. you, you like mentioning his name, but yeah, Upa Makano. No. You yeah, like I'll... a bit of Koulibaly, that's that's <laughs> for sure. But I think this season he's not been the best. But I think the 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 pre-lockdown, sorry, the post-lockdown Champions League run, mm-hmm. he, he's yeah. been really, really good, and he played mm-hmm. really well against Atletico Madrid. And Nagelsmann's really got the best out of him. Yeah. So I think if Liverpool got up in Makana, I think I think that back four would be the best, one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, if, if they could get up in Makana, I think that would be fantastic. He, he's definitely a player that that is a top player out there, and someone's someone is going to buy him. That's for certain. I don't think he's going to be at Leipzig for much longer. And yeah, I, de- I definitely think Liverpool might be a good destination. Ronan, have you got any suggestions for centre back that you've seen in the headlines, maybe, or is there anyone in particular that you've had an eye on? Well. If you're going with the headlines, obviously, like you said, Kabak. I've seen Ben White's name hitting about mm-hmm. as well, from yep. who's just been on uh, loan at Leeds, who's a Brighton mm-hmm. player. Yeah, Had a phenomenal season at Leeds, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's the answer. Because I think if, you, if you're if you going to sign Ben White, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see the point if you've got Joe Gomez, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... I think if you're going to bring in a centre back, you need. I, th- I would be bringing in someone that's going to start next to Van Dijk. 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't bring in another squad player. So I've always said for the last couple of years, Kula Bali. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like I think he would fit perfectly. <laughs> I think he would fit perfectly in there with Van Dyke. That would just be that would be unstoppable. It'd be a mm-hmm. brick wall. We've been linked as well with all three of the Leipzig centre backs and mm-hmm. I mean I think the latest one is Michele. Michele, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I would be happy with any of them. Mm-hmm. Michele, Canate, mm-hmm. or uh, Umpa, I can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the same with Murray, Murray Drummond and our <laughs> Chelsea FC. You can say Umpa Makano. Uh, it's, it's, a name, it's, a, it's a name that you just have to, I think, practice once you've once you uh, got it. Um, but I've seen him, I've actually seen, I've seen all the centre-backs. Again, I'm going to go back. Um, I, I was at the, the match Celtic-Leipzig when they won 2-1 at Parkhead in the Europa League a couple of years ago. And they all look like really comfortable ball-playing centre-backs. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Liverpool need yeah. uh, to, to match our style of play is ball-playing centre-backs that are comfortable mm-hmm. with the ball at their feet. So any of those Leipzig centre-backs, out of the three of them, I'd be happy to take as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think that's that, that's some good shouts. I, I would say... Out of the options, I think Upa Makano is more likely to make the transfer. And I definitely think he's he's a worthwhile shout yeah, for this position. I haven't got any suggestions personally. I, I wasn't really... Think, I, I, I've got some suggestions for central midfield, which we'll, we'll get onto. But in terms of centre-backs, I couldn't really think of anyone off the top of my head that would be a good shout. But yeah, I think Upa Makano, I think Leipzig would set, accept a decent deal. I think of around about 50 to 60 million, if you could get him for that, I think that wouldn't be a bad price to pay for, for a, a lad that's just turned 21, I think. Uh, and a top player he is, and hopefully we can see more of him. So yeah, yeah. what we'll do is we'll, we'll go for him as our, as our centre-back coming in. As the We'll become the board of directors for Liverpool for this episode, as, as we've, we've done with the previous episodes for the other teams. But yeah, Day Upamecano, that's who we're going for as a centre-back. So yeah, I think that's, that's a decent defence to have in terms of the central defence. Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, Joe Matip, and then if we bring in Day Upamecano, I think that's, that, that, that's a top lineup to have and as Theo said that, that would be a scary defence to come up if you're any Premier League team or even European team to f- face that lineup. Moving on to the, the full backs and we'll talk a bit about Trent Alexander-Arnold. He has come through the Liverpool Academy as well and yeah has been a, a top player since coming in. Really really strutted his stuff and yeah has, has been both a threat, not only just attacking, but defensively he's been sound as anything. Uh, I think he doesn't get enough credit for how, how good defensively he is. He, he gets a lot of credit for being how progressive he is on the attack, but on defence I think he's been amazing. Theo, Trent Alexander-Arnold's uh, rise, do you think he is the best right-back in the world at the moment? I think he's the best attacking right-back in the world. Mm. I think the best uh, defensive full-back is probably Wan-Bissaka. But I mm. think overall he... Yeah, I'd say he's probably the best right back in the world. Mm-hmm. He's been awesome, and I think what I like about him a lot is that he can he can play in midfield as well. I just I just like the fact that he's come through the academy as well, and he just seems to improve year on year year out. And I think what was nice was I don't know if you guys remember. I'm sure Ronan will the game he broke onto the scene when it was away at Hoffenheim, and he scored a free kick in the Champions League qualifying round and everyone was like wow Trent who is this kid who is this kid and he just he was unstoppable he was absolutely brilliant and Liverpool have always had maybe not world class fullbacks but they've always had solid fullbacks and he 
looks like a player who, you know, could could end up doing a bit of a Gary Neville and staying at Liverpool for forever, really. So mm-hmm. they're, they're very lucky to have Trent. Absolutely. Yeah. I I don't think they would sell Trent in any means. I think if if someone came after Trent Alexander Arnold. I don't think Liverpool. I don't think even Liverpool would accept 100 million or 150 million. I think they'd just say no, because <laughs> I don't think you're going to find a better right back at the, the age he is at. I don't think you're going to find a right back any better than Trent Alexander Arnold. But how impressed have you been, Ronan, in in Trent? Yeah, it's it's been amazing to see his progress, to see what he was, to what he is now, and he's only what I think he's only 21, which is crazy. He's still got his full career ahead of him, and he's already a Champions League winner and a Premier League winner. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I, I'm so impressed in the sense that he's naturally a centre mid, <laughs> mm. and he plays right back. He's kind of got that similar sort of way that sort of Philip Lamb, Joshua Kimmich have went. Can either like although he doesn't play centre mid for the squad, he's very capable of playing there. But no, right back, a hundred percent. I mean, his delivery as well with crosses is is insane and. I mean, he'll always be remembered for that famous corner against Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, it was, was absolute genius. He's just all round, like you said. In my opinion, yeah, I don't think you're ever going to get a better right back, and I think he's, I, I think he's a future captain of Liverpool. I do, and I don't think he will ever leave Liverpool. He's scouser born and bred. It's his boyhood club, and I, I can't see him. Like I think. He's in such a successful team at the age of 21. And I just yeah. think that's, you, you wouldn't want to go anywhere, would you? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think you'd want to go anywhere, uh, even at, well, at the moment with Liverpool's success. It would, it would have to, you'd have to see Liverpool really take a downturn in order for him to be looking for a move. But I don't think, as I said, I don't think Liverpool would sell him for any money, but it would be up to Trent how long he stays at Liverpool. But I, uh, at the moment with the success they're having, I definitely think he's going to be there for years to come. Anyway, moving on to his fellow fullback and Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson, I'll go to you, Ronan, first about Andy Robertson. Obviously, the Scottish captain, the man that we, we we're putting our faith in to, to lead our national team. But yeah, how how big a rise he's had, obviously coming from Hull and obviously Dundee United beforehand and a few other teams in the past. I remember a tweet came out as well, I think was it 2012, Andy Robertson said, I need a job, I'm really poor right now. And eight years on, he's, he's one of the best fullbacks, obviously in the, he's one, one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League, if not the best left back in the Premier League. But even in, in Europe now, he's, he's, he's up there with the very best. But yeah, how, how big a rise he's had, I'll get your opinion on that, Robertson. Phenomenal. I mean, he was obviously came through at Celtic. Celtic sort of terminated his contract, mm-hmm. then signing for Queens Park mm-hmm. in Glasgow, playing at Hamden, and then on to Dundee United, Hull, and then Liverpool. It's, I mean, for eight million pounds, that is, the, that's a phenomenal piece of business. And I actually, I read a stat, or it was a, a or a fact that was it was a about a month ago and it was every successful Liverpool team has always had a Scott in it. You look at you Kenny Dublish, Graham Souness, Alan Hansen, you've got so I mean, it's only right that he's in a successful Liverpool team. But yeah, again, him with his I think Andy Robertson is a better defender than Trent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really put a foot wrong, Andy Robertson. Brilliant player. Brilliant player. He's, the way he runs up the line. His partnership with Sadio Mane is is so good to watch. The way 
Robertson goes up and down that line and it allows Manny to go inside. Yeah, his crossing's phenomenal. I love the fact that Trent and Robertson have both got a sort of competition and how many assists they get, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't feel back in terms of fullbacks, I think we've got the two best fullbacks in the world. You've obviously you've got I'd say Robertson's competition is obviously Alfonso Davies, who's been phenomenal as well. But no, definitely. And if we're talking just Premier League, uh, the fullbacks, they're going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I've, I've got to say that I'm really happy for Andy Robertson. It's, it's good to see a number of Scots players that are doing really well. It's a shame because I was saying to, to Theo that, that on the last episode that we've done about the under uh, under 21 team with Scotland have got a lot of good left backs obviously with with Rob Robertson we've got Tierney we've got obviously we mentioned who was the lad we mentioned again Theo on Aaron Hickey Aaron Hickey coming through hearts and now now going to Bayern Greg Taylor as well and I think who's the Leeds left back he's not really kicked on Barry Douglas Barry Douglas yeah as well he's another left back Scotland have got too many good left backs that we can't really play them all but especially Robertson and Tierney it's it's, it's a shame to see because they're both so talented these two and I definitely think it's going to be hopefully Scotland can figure out I would like to see maybe Robertson push on to left mid in the national team, maybe play at left mid and or, or play at left back and Tierney play at left mid. I don't know. One, one, either way around, I think I want to see them play on the left-hand side rather than one play at right back and one play at left back. I'd rather see them play both on the left-hand side for Scotland. But yeah, I think Robertson for, for Liverpool has been great and, and as a player that I definitely think for £8 million, he's de- you've de- Liverpool's definitely got their money's worth, to say the least, for him. Moving on to the last fullback we'll talk about, the guy that's just come in who's a new signing is uh, Kostas Timikas. He's a young Greek left-back. He came in from Olympiakos. But yeah, he's, he's going to be the second left-back. But Theo, do you know much about Timikas, the, the lad? Do you, do you know much about him? Not too much, which is a bit disappointing because, mm. you know, he is... He's Greek. From the greatest uh, national team in, in history. <laughs> but obviously, if Liverpool, Liverpool have been scouting this fullback for a long time. He's obviously been playing for a team who play both in the Europa League and also in a, in a pretty half-decent quality Greek league. Yep. And, and Klopp, obviously, as we've seen with Andrew Robertson, he bought a player from Hull and look what he turned into. So I think this Tissimikis... 24 years of years years old. He's had a reasonably decent career so far. He's been capped for Greece. Mm-hmm. He looks like a player who will probably, you know, give it a good shot. And I think the last Greek Liverpool had was it Kyriakos? Kyriakos? No, it was. You know who I mean? The, the guy with the ponytail. And he was a bit. Oh of a, yeah, yeah, Kyriakos. Yeah, yeah, Kriakos. yeah. No, just so, I remember he was at Sunderland on loan at one point was, as well. He was. He, was. He, he just didn't play for. I think he came in and played like five games for us. It was an absolute donkey. He was an absolute donkey at the centre back position. I remember. I'd rather you cut that out the podcast. I don't want. Oh you to no, say it. no. Donkey, you know what I mean. He, he was. But, a, uh, he was a donkey, man. He's a donkey. <laughs> donkey I think, man. I hope I hope uh, Tissim Mikis you know mm-hmm. gets a chance, and I'm sure he will yeah. with all the games that are going to happen next season. Definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. They were obviously linked with Jamal Lewis from Norwich as well, but I think Norwich were wanting 20 million from which, and I think Liverpool were valuing him at about 10 million. But I definitely think Jamal Lewis would have been wrong to go to Liverpool to play second fiddle to to Andy Robertson because he's he's got a bright future, Jamal Lewis as well, and I think to play it a regular basis. I think he should leave Norwich, but I think he should go to maybe a club he's going to play as the main left back for, for a club. But yeah, I think Timikas, it'll be, 
be interesting to see what happens with him and hopefully he can do a job for Liverpool when Andy Robertson's not playing. Anyway, on to the midfield. And the one person I want to go to first is Jordan Henderson, the captain of Liverpool. Uh, I've got to say that I'm a huge fan of Jordan Henderson coming through the Sunderland Academy. When he came through, he was a young, right, he played kind of right midfield, but he was coming into the centre midfield as well. He was one of those players that always kind of like was quite a bit, he wasn't built as way he is now. Obviously, since joining Liverpool, he's grown physically as well and improved his strength. So, yeah, but when he came to Sunderland, he was, he was quite slight. He, was quite sm- he wasn't small, but he was quite thin. And when he left Sunderland, I was quite upset. I thought, we got a good deal from him, about £20 million he joined Liverpool. Around about, obviously, Kenny Dalglish time at the same time as Charlie Adam and the likes of that. Stuart Downing as well, I think he joined at the same time as them too. But, yeah, he's, he's really kicked on and he's, he's shown how much of a leader he is in this team since since Gerrard's left Liverpool, since he retired. Henderson's really taken that mantle as captain. But how confident are you, Ronan, uh, obviously Henderson being a captain, how, how, how vital has he been to the Liverpool transformation under Klopp? I'll be honest, up until a couple of seasons ago, I've, I've, I've never, I was never a Henderson fan. Mm. I just, uh, I felt he was, I felt he tried, but when Gerrard left, I felt he just thought, right, I'm going to try and do everything Gerard does and just make him t- try these 60-yard passes and things and they just wouldn't work. Or it was either a 60-yard pass forward or a pass to the side or a pass to the back. It was mm-hmm. Sometimes he was so negative. Mm. But I also think, I, I've always felt for him as well at the time because Stephen Gerrard leaving and him taking that captain's arms band is <laughs> such big shoes to fill. You is, know? Yeah. So I always felt that he... Although I wasn't a big fan of him, I still felt that he got... I felt sorry for him because he was always criticised and compared to Gerard. But last season, I, I, I just think since we signed Fabinho and Henderson has... Klopp's pushed Henderson one forward. Because Henderson always played that deep role in front mm. of the fence. But since Fabinho's come in and Henderson's pushed that wee bit forward, he's a bit more free to, <laughs> to, to attack. He's to- that's totally transformed his game for me. Yeah, phenomenal. How much? How much? I think he's such a different player when he plays that wee bit forward as well. He totally deserves player of the season, in my opinion. He stepped up big time in the last season. But I think as a leader, though, he's always been a great leader. I was actually listening to Adam Lallana's sort of final interview before he left, and he said he said that Jordan Henderson is is such a, a great leader. He says, what game was it again? I think it was the Sevilla game a couple of seasons ago where, did we get beat? Was it 3-3? A group stage? Yeah. And he said that uh, he came at like, Henderson picked him up that day, the next day, for training. And he was just having a massive rant in the car to, to Lallana saying, I'm the captain. That should not be happening. This is absolutely ridiculous. And, mm-hmm. It seems like he takes full responsibility if his team aren't playing well. And mm. I, I, I admire that because that shows how much passion the lad's got. Yeah, he might not be the best technically, but mm-hmm. oh, yeah, def- it's definitely stepped up to being a leader the last couple of seasons. And he, true, he does deserve his, his medals that he's got because he's, he has put in a lot of hard work. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've got to say that 
this season he's, he's just shown. He also has a really good output. Me and uh, Luca were discussing on the undervalued episode when we done, we done that. We put Henderson as our DM and he's he's got really good stats actually. His, his passing ability is, is, is really good. I think he's got high passing percentage numbers and he's got decent number. I think it was like four assists and four goals. I, I don't know exactly but it was around about that. Actually, I think he gets discredited quite a lot by. I've listened to a lot of podcasts saying that he's not that good, and and I think that's that's unfair to say. I think he's really shown a, a great deal of development since joining Liverpool and in the last couple of years, especially since Klopp's come in. So yeah, he's he's been a top 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 player and a top captain. Yeah. So moving on to a couple of other players, I think Fabinho. It's clear to see. I think he'll be staying at the club. I think he's been a really good transfer. I don't want to delve into all these players, but I think he'll definitely be staying at the club. Fabinho, he's, he's been a he's been a really good player. A player that I'll go on to talk about a wee bit, I'll get Theo's opinion on this player's uh, Gini Vinaldo. He's been linked with moves to Barcelona. Uh, I've heard Ronald Coleman's really interested in taking him. But yeah, Gini Vinaldo, do you think Liverpool should keep him around at the club? And and or if Barcelona come in with a big offer, do you think they should be accepting a, an offer? I mean. If Barcelona come in with like you know fifty sixty million, I mean you might go okay, why not? But yeah, I think in terms of Liverpool and in terms of Wijnaldum, I don't understand why he'd move. Mm. Wijnaldum is obviously vital for Liverpool, and, and he's been brilliant for them this season. He's the the transformation since he came from Newcastle has been incredible. But I just I don't think there's too much to worry about there because I wouldn't see moving from Liverpool to Barca. Is anything other than a backward step, mm. um, and I, I think Wijnaldum really is really valued at Liverpool, and he's very vital. That that midfield of Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and Henderson only works because all three of them are there. So I think Wijnaldum has to stay, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, the the only thing is. If, if you're Genie Vijnaldum and you're looking at likes of obviously players coming in and Thiago's been mentioned and a few other players, I've got a couple of suggestions that we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll talk about. That. I'll, I'll talk about that now. Obviously, we'll go to Ronan. Do you think if you, you were shaking your head, you want, I, I think you want Vijnaldum to stay. But do you think if Vijnaldum personally, if, if you're bringing in someone else, do you think it's him that gets replaced with the player that's coming in? Do you think that would, that would be the case? It's such a difficult one. I think Liverpool, even at the moment, I forget adding anyone, I think we're spoilt for choice in the middle. Genie, for me, Genie's the, in my opinion, he's the best midfielder we have. You might, might disagree with that, or other people might disagree, but I've always thought, for a while, I thought Genie was just sort of like an average player, but I always remember Oxley Chamberlain got a run in the team just when he signed, and Genie was always on the bench, and then Oxley Chamberlain get injured against Roma in the semi-final, and that was him out for the for a full season. And ever since Genie came on that game, he the the level he's played at is phenomenal. I think when you watch Genie, he's so strong; he never loses the ball. I, mm-hmm. I very rarely see him lose the ball. Mm-hmm. He's so composed on it, and I I think. I, I don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves at Liverpool because, in my opinion, I think he's the best midfielder that we have. He, does, he doesn't really put a foot wrong in that Liverpool team and I think he's so vital to Klopp. And, again, like he's the, he was the one that, that spurred us on and got his two goals against Barcelona in that famous mm-hmm. comeback. And I think he loves Liverpool. I think he really... I think he likes living there. I think mm-hmm. he loves the boss. I think he loves the club in general. 
and he stays next door to Kenny Dalglish. So, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I watched an interview, and he, he he lives next door to Kenny Dalglish. So Ken, Kenny, he said that Kenny's always looked after him. So mm-hmm. I think he's quite settled and quite happy. Yeah. I'm just concerned that he's only got a year left in his contract, and there's not we've not offered him one yet. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. why are we not doing that? Because I just think he's a I think he is a big part of the team, and. In terms of bringing, if it was Thiago to come in, if we were to bring someone in, I don't know. I think, I think you, and Klopp does it, and I agree. Like you play your certain players in certain games. I think rotation's healthy. There might be some players that are suited to to one game that might not be another. But I'm sure we'll get on to that. But no. For me, Genie's Genie's uh, the best midfielder we have. Mm. Yeah, I I, I like Genie Van Alden. I liked him when he was at PSV, and then he went to Newcastle, and then I was a bit kind of like, I dislike you now because you're a Newcastle player. But uh, even then, I thought when he left Newcastle, I thought when he left Newcastle, he didn't have a nice time there. He had a bit of the torrid time up in the northeast, and then he went to Liverpool, and I thought. Liverpool are getting a player that's just going to be a squad player. He's he's, he's not going to do much, but he's really stood out and he's he's done really well at Liverpool. But I, I don't know. It depends. Obviously, you're mentioning. I think. Do you think Thiago's the man to be bringing in? What's what's your opinion on that, Ronan? And then do you think Thiago's the man to to bring in, or is there anyone else that you'd bring in instead to be part of that midfield? Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't think you can say no to Thiago, especially for the price you'd get him at. I think. I think Liverpool is the place he wants to go. Supposedly, he's agreed personal terms already, and supposedly he's already got a house in Liverpool. Whether that's right. true, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's world class. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy's the guy's sensational. I mean, you look at him last night. I get he can totally controlled that game for Bayern Munich. I just think that if it, if there's if there's anything that Liverpool have lacked as much as they've been a machine and outstanding. If there's anything they've lacked, it's that we've not replaced Coutinho mm. properly. That wee bit of creativity yeah. that we need. And I think Thiago's that would be the kind of perfect player for that. But I mean, mm. there's other players I'd quite like. I'd like to see at Liverpool, but I mm. doubt it'll happen. Like, I'd have loved to have seen someone like James Madison come to Liverpool. Okay, I think he's a, he's similar a similar player to Coutinho in terms mm. of he, he makes a good pass. He, he likes a good long-range shot, which Coutinho loved to do time and time again. Yeah. To be honest, I would even take Coutinho back himself. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think he's still well liked by the the Liverpool fans. You can't, you can't. When when Coutinho left, I wasn't. I was I was quite devastated at the time because he is he he, he was our best player at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was sad to see him go. But I don't. I can't blame him for not going to, for going to Barcelona. I think mm-hmm. like. Any South American, their dream is to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona. So yeah. and for the money we got as well, we've invested that really well with the players we've brought in as well. So yeah. No, but yeah, I think Thiago would be I think Thiago's that that player that we need that that bit of creativity. Mm, yeah. I, I I do like Thiago. He is he is obviously twenty nine, so he is a bit older, but he is, as we've seen in the Champions League final, he's been a top player. But Theo, what's your opinion on Thiago? Do you think he's the man to come in, or do you do you think there's someone else that you would suggest to bring in? It? If we were the board of directors, is there anyone else that you would go for personally? Yeah, Thiago is obviously a really, really good player. Whether he's the player Liverpool need in particular, I'm not sure. I think 
I think the one who's really pushed this signing is Thiago. It seems like Thiago is the one who's pushed the signing, if anything. Yeah. As Ronan said, if he bought a house, you know, that's a bit presumptuous. Yeah. If he buys a house and, yeah. Whether Liverpool need Thiago, I don't know. I don't think you can really turn him down. But, I mean, from a Liverpool perspective, I think maybe maybe a player such as Nico Barella at Inter Milan, I like right, look okay. at him. Even someone like Sandro Tonali. Okay, he, yeah. he looks a good player as well. I just think you've got to remember with Thiago, Thiago's a, a player who's probably got one, two seasons left yeah. at the top. <laughs> you want to try and buy youngsters because not just for the team now, but also when Klopp leaves, yeah. you don't want to have players like Thiago who are gonna who could end up into a Meza Ozil contract situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I looked at um a couple of players myself in terms of that I, I was thinking Thiago he's twenty nine, he's probably only got three years, four years maybe at the top level. And that's that, that would take him to about thirty three. So that, that's getting on a bit as a midfielder. I was looking at maybe a couple of, a wee bit younger. So I've got uh, Rodrigo de Paul from Udinese. I thought he would be a good shout. I and mean, he's twenty six. He's got seven goals and six assists for Udinese. He's got really good stats, two point five shots per game in terms of his key passes. He's got 2.3 as well, and he makes it just under two dribbles a game as well. So he, he is a top player personally, I think. He's obviously got he's got slightly lower passing percentage, but he is playing for the smaller side in Serie A, so that's possibly part of the reason for that. And I was looking at long balls. He's got just under four long balls per game, which I think I was looking at Thiago's stats earlier. I've not got it up, but Thiago's stats were about, I think, six long balls. So I don't know in terms of stats, but I would definitely go for a younger player. And uh, Rodrigo de Paul was one of those players. The other suggestion, and I think he's been linked with the likes of Barcelona, is Fabian Ruiz from Napoli as well. The Spaniard, he's 24. So I definitely think he's a worthwhile shout for for Liverpool he's got five goals and eight assists so more of an assist maker but yeah he's got really good stats as well uh, two two shots per game as well so definitely a couple of players to look at in Serie A but yeah I definitely think Thiago if they go for him he's a he's a top quality player but I, I definitely think there's other shouts out there Ronan out of those some of those suggestions or do you, have you got anyone else that you would suggest? Uh, there's one player that I've always been a a fan of who's pretty young as well I doubt we'll get him because they'll be wanting a lot of money mm. but I also I think Auer from Leon is a fantastic yeah. player and I think he would he would be absolutely perfect for Liverpool he's that player that's like I've seen about creativity he was he would fit in perfectly obviously we tried to get Fekir last season right, and that didn't work out but I think Auer is he's he's young he's only what is he? Age is he only like twenty three or something like that? Mm. Like that yeah. yeah. Um, I think he. I think he's linked with big, a big move as well. Whether he goes this season or next season, I can see him in the Premier League at some point. I think realistically, the one that would we would get is Thiago. But like you say, I know what you're saying about like we would only get two or three years out of him. But mm-hmm. for the price, I, I think I don't think you would turn it down. Because what's the price that's been linked with him? What, what's saying, kind of the cost? They're saying Bayern Munich wants thirty million, which is it's not a lot of money in the market mm. nowadays. Yeah. You you're you would probably do that, but I think Liverpool are trying half that to about fifteen or right. even twenty million, which is I can see where they're coming from because he's that mm. wee bit older, but I would just suck it up and pay the thirty because right. I'd I'd like just for the in terms of I think you get your thirty million. I think you'd get your worth out of it in three, four seasons because 
he'll come into that team and he's not going to struggle. He, he'll do well. He's a world-class player. He's an established player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have too much problems mm-hmm. slotting into the Liverpool team. Yeah. So do you think, so out of those options, do you think you'd go for Thiago or do you think you'd go for one of the other suggestions out of that, Ronan? Who, who would you go for? I, I would love to see Alwar at the club. Right. I would Yeah. definitely think Alwar would fit Liverpool yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Do you think Alwar's a good shout then, Theo? Do you think we should go for, uh, if we were the board, would you would, would you be go, happy to go for Alwar? Do you think he's a good player uh, at Lyon? Yeah, I think I was I was a good shout. They have to act quick though. I think Arsenal's representatives have have spoken to to mm. Hasim. But yeah, but yeah I was a, a good a good shout. Definitely fits the mould. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we'll go for. Then we'll go for Hasim Alwar if we can. I think if you've got the option though between Arsenal and Liverpool, who would you go, who would you choose at the moment? Would you choose the 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 champions of the Premier League or a team that finished eighth? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure who. Uh, well, I know who I would pick, but. Depends. Yeah, as you, as you said, uh, Liverpool. If they want them, they're going to have that to quit. But yeah, we'll, we'll go for we'll go for your suggestion then, uh, Ronan. There and Hasamawa, if that was who would go for in midfield. But yeah, a number of suggestions. If they get Thiago, I think yeah, he's he's going to be a quality player, but a quality addition to Liverpool. Yeah. So yeah, a top top shout there. So yeah, moving on to the rest of the team, we'll, we'll we'll try and go through this a bit quicker. The one player I was wanting to talk about in the midfield a wee bit more about is Naby Keita. I think he's had a, a tough time at Liverpool, mainly due to injury. But do you think Keita's time's up at Liverpool, Ronan? Um, we paid a lot of money for him. It was 60 and then I think 70, including add-ons, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. But, no, like, I feel sorry for, for Naby Keita. I think he's got that quality that mm-hmm. I do think he's a quality player. He's been so unfortunate with injuries. If you're going to... If someone had to go, mm-hmm. I think he would be the one. But, again, like, I wouldn't be upset if he stayed, like I wouldn't be complaining if he stayed because I think in like in the, the sort of coming at a lockdown period, like towards the end of the season there, I think he was one of the standout players for Liverpool actually. The like when we were lacking that creativity that I've been talking about, he did mm. make those sort of killer passes or certain key passes or assists mm. that, that were needed at the time. I do yeah. think he's a good player and he's he's got a, a good energy about him. I don't know my opinion on him. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind. I, I don't mind if he stays. It would be sad to see him go because it's been unlucky for him. But if we were, if we had to sell someone to to make funds for anyone else, then yeah. I think he's the one that would that would be going. But I don't think he's a bad player at all. No, definitely not. He's definitely not a bad player. You can see why Liverpool signed him. He was he was a top player for Leipzig. He was a he was a really good player. He made those dart and runs. He could transition from defence to attack fairly easily for Liverpool. But it, I I think he has a have had a tough time with injuries. Theo, do you think he's he's going to be leaving Liverpool, especially if they bring in someone like Thiago or one of the officers we we mentioned? Our would go for. Do you think if they brought someone in, do you think Kaita's times kind of up at Liverpool? I think Klopp will keep him. I think Klopp likes him, and I think he. Mm. I agree, with Ronan. He he's got potential. There's and he's very mm. young as well. Still. Yeah, he's he's twenty five, so he's, yeah, he's um, fairly young. I think he's a player worth having around because when he's good, he's he's really really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think he'll keep him around, and I think deservedly so. I think after getting rid of Lalana, I think you're allowed to keep him around, really. Mm, yeah, that, that, that that's a fair shout. There's other players mentioned. Obviously, James Milner. He's he's a bit older. I think keeping James Milner, Milner around isn't a bad a bad thing at all. He's he's 
obviously getting on a bit, but a player that you, you keep around, he can play left back. He can One play... of the best players in the Premier League last season, James Milne. Uh, he's... he's the best free transfer I've, I've, I can ever think of. Uh, in terms of the business. He's, mm-hmm. And he, he's that player as well that will lead the team as well. Yeah. He's so experienced, utility mm-hmm. player. If you asked him to play in goals, he'd go, okay, boss, no problem. <laughs> he's, that, he's that good. Like in terms of, he doesn't care where he plays. He'll play there and he'll give it a hundred percent. He's he's a brilliant player. Yeah, definitely. He's he's a he's a good player, James Milner. I think he's. I remember when he was, he's played for a number of clubs: Aston Villa, Newcastle, Manchester City, and he's now ended up at Liverpool as well. So he's 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 a top individual, and he's he's shown his leadership qualities alongside Jordan Henderson. I think it's good for Jordan Henderson to have that player and James Milner to back him up in terms of decisions and to have that extra head in the dressing room to give the younger players some, some confidence. Alex Oxley-Chamberlain, do you think do we think he's going to be staying around? He's, a, he's another player that's lacked game time injury. Do you think he's staying, Ronan? I'm a big fan of Alex Oxley-Chamberlain. The second that he said he wanted to leave Arsenal... I was like right away. I'd love to get him, especially for twenty-five million. That's mm. that's a that's an absolute steal. I think he's a really good player. Again, we're, like I say, we're so spoiled for choice in the middle already. But yeah, he, he can be injury prone, which is a shame. And I think he's just been like that throughout his whole career. He's just an injury prone player. But when he gets a run in the team, I, I think he's brilliant. Mm. No, I'd I'd keep him around a hundred percent. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I, I don't mind Alex Oxley-Chamberlain I think he's a good player to have around the squad Theo, do you think Oxley-Chamberlain's going to be staying around at Liverpool? I think he'll be staying around I just, like, he's a good player He's mm-hmm. alright It's just, again, for for what we've been saying If you get Thiago and you keep Naby Keita Yeah, game time's going to be short If the Ox is, yeah And obviously the Ox is at a stage where he wants to be starting for England And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's not a young lad anymore So I don't know if it's a case of you'd obviously keep the ox in your squad. What player to bring off the bench? But mm-hmm. for 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 the ox, maybe it's time for him to think. Do you know what? Maybe I could look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Simply because I think at his stage in his career, he needs regular game time. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I, I would say Oxley Chamberlain. It's up to him whether he decides to leave Liverpool, and I definitely think that could be the case. I think it's it's up to him. So, well, what we'll say is we'll say in terms of players leaving, I've only got Carrius down, so we'll add a name to that. We'll say Oxley Chamberlain. It's up to him to whether he's leaving or not. But yeah, that that that's a player. I think if Oxley Chamberlain or Abicator, it's it's between them two who stays around out of them two. I think if you're keeping one, then I think the other. If you if you're bringing in Thiago or as we said, if we bring in our which I think is probably, uh, we'll go for our, our shouts rather than Thiago. If they bring in Hasamawa, then you're, you're going to lack game time in terms of Oxley-Chamberlain. Other players, Marco Gruitch, he's, he's going to be out the door. I think Hertha Berlin, he's been on loan at. So I think he, he, he'll be going back to the Bundesliga. That would be a good shout for him to go to, to get some game time there. I remember when he came in, he didn't really hear heard much about him, but he's not got much game time, really. A young player, Curtis Jones, sees coming through. I think I'm quite excited to see what happens for Curtis Jones as well. Ronan, in terms of Curtis Jones, do you think he'll get a bit more game time next season? Yeah, I'd like to see him break into the squad. Mm-hmm. He's, again, another scouser. I'd like to see him kind of follow the same path as Trent, kind of progressively make his way into the squad. It'll be it'll be a bit harder for him than it was for Trent because he <laughs> because of the position he plays. Yeah. But no, I, I mean he's whenever he's been asked he whenever he's been asked to come on and or, or do something, he's done it. I mean <laughs> I mean his goal against 
Everton, the Merseyside derby in the 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 cup. That is that what a goal that was. He came off the bench a few times, and I'd like to see more of him this season. I mean, I think he scored as well, like coming off the bench the last day of the season. Mm. Did he? But no, I, I'd like to see him break into his squad a bit more. I think he's a good player, and if not, even just if it, it might be difficult for him, even just to get him out on loan for a season, get some first team football. But no, he's, I think he's one for the future, definitely. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a top player. I think he's he really went. I remember it was at that goal against Everton in the cup he scored, and he kind of made his mark then. And I think with obviously James Milner, as we said, he's getting older. So I think a young player like Curtis Jones coming through would be would be a good thing to see for 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 Liverpool. Another player that I think will be at the door is Jordan uh, Shakiri. He's not played much this season, and he is getting on a bit older. Shakiri's he's well, he's only actually twenty eight. He's not he's not too old, but. He hasn't played much this season, it's fair to say. And I think uh, if Liverpool can get a bit of a transfer fee for him, maybe around about £15 million is what his, his value is at on transfer market. I think if they can get around about that that price, I think that would be a good move for him to to move on and find uh, some regular game time at another club. We all know that shakiri has got that uh, star-studded ability. He's shown that at Stoke, and that's why Liverpool uh, got him in the end, obviously, when Stoke went down. And he's just been unfortunate that he's got some top-class players on the right-hand side, which we'll go on to talk about in a second, to compete with. He's, he's, he's just been... He's never going to get a game time if, if Mo Salah's on the right wing. It's clear to see. I think he's the only player to have a Bundesliga medal is it a Serie A medal and a Premier oh, League medal and not featuring the squads? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the thing. He's, I remember when he, he came through at Bayern Munich, he's, he was one of these players that really showed his ability. I don't know if he did he get a Serie A medal because I remember he was, was at, 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 was at Milan. Yeah, so it was, yeah, I think, I think there's an attitude problem there with him though. I think he's a very talented player, but I think yeah. he's got an attitude problem. I mean, mm. I think it was the same at Stoke City. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a good sign at the time for the money mm-hmm. we got him. But yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. maybe look into selling him. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that's clear to see that I think Jordan Shakiri will be moving on and uh, hopefully he can find a club. Maybe in the Bundesliga would be a good shout. Uh, maybe like a Bayer Leverkusen if they lost like likes of Havertz. That might be a good move for someone like him. Or a club in like the Europa League in maybe, I don't know, maybe Hoffenheim or someone like that as well. That might be a good shout. But hopefully we see him move on for Liverpool and get some game time. There's another number of other players. Uh, Harvey Elliott, he's coming through. I think it's exciting to see what he can do. And there's a number of other young players. Harry Wilson, he'll be out the door. He was on loan at Bournemouth. Shea Ojo, he, he, he's been on loan here, there and everywhere. He's going to be leaving. And Ben Woodburn as well. I think he's been... Is it Oxford he was at? I don't know. But he was at another club. But I think he's going to be looking like maybe moving on as well. Ben Woodburn, that is. Mm. breaking into the squad. Got himself some good goals, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's a shame what happened to him because at one point I think we all thought he was going to be a wonder kid and mm-hmm. and do well. I a bit like Florence Makeda at Man United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I started F- off well. Federico Makeda, Federico Makeda. Sorry, Federico Makeda. Yeah, uh, Theo's nodding his head to Federico Makeda. I remember. I bet you were jumping for joy when he he scored that goal against Villa. But yeah, I think Ben Woodburn. He's similar similar things scoring wonder goals, but yeah, never really breaking through at Liverpool. So. Definitely think he'll be he'll be moving on at some point. Maybe at a championship club, Ben Woodburn, that'd be a good move for him. Moving on to the forward line now and on to on to some good top quality players. I think the first one that Sadio Mane. I'll go I'll go to Theo about Sadio Mane. How how big a rise he's had since coming in from Southampton. It's fair to say he's 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 a top player, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's been amazing. I didn't see it coming as well, to be honest. I mean, I remember when he burst onto the scene, really, with that kind of, was it six, seven-minute hat-trick against Aston Villa, which was, that was absolutely glorious. I couldn't stop laughing. But he's been brilliant. He seems to get better and better every, every game. And I think what best embodied Sadio Mane was that goal he scored at, at, against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Mm. When he, you know, beat obviously Jerome Boateng, as everyone does nowadays, it, it seems. And he dinks Manuel Neuer and it was just, it was brilliant. But he is vital to Liverpool. He's Liverpool's best attacker. You know, Firmino's the, the most underrated, but he's Liverpool's mm-hmm. best attacker. And I think he's played, all the players have played a big part, but I think he's played an even bigger role than the, mm-hmm. a lot of them this season. Yeah. How, how impressed have you been then, Ronan, with Sadio Mane? Do you think he's stepped up a level this season especially? 100%. Uh, if, if, I was, if I had to lose one of our forwards between Mane and Salah, I would rather keep, I would keep Mane over mm-hmm. Salah. And that's not to take away how good Salah is. But yeah, I think Mane's such an important player for us. And especially for, he's not the tallest guy, but mm. he's so, so strong. Mm-hmm. on the ball and powerful like he, he's he's a brilliant player and I remember I remember like you're saying about Southampton I remember seeing him at Southampton and I was actually at Anfield for a Liverpool Southampton game I think it was actually if I'm right it was Klopp's first game in, in charge at Anfield I was down for that match and he ran that Liverpool defence ragged so I've always been impressed with him but since he's came to Liverpool and played under Klopp He's just, in my opinion, one of the best attackers in the world. So yeah, like he's got, he's going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't out of the options as you said, you'd sell Salah over Mane. I, I would have to agree. I would say, I think Sadio Mane. I think he's a fantastic player and, and a real um, leader going forward. But yeah, going on to the the other man as we mentioned, Mohamed Salah. How how good he has been as well. Obviously, a reject at Chelsea, went to Fiorentina and done really well and p- picked up his form again. But as coming to Liverpool, and I'm surprised how well he's done. But how how sh- shocking it's been how 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 well he's done. Feel you have to say that. That Salah, he's, he's really taken this Liverpool team and really guided them through tough situations. But I remember, was it his first season he got, was it 35 goals he got, was it, or 40 goals he got in the league or, or something like that? That was, that was incredible. But what's your opinions on Salah? Yeah, he's, t- he's taken it by surprise. Every time I watch Salah in the Premier League, I think, how on earth has, has he even done anything? Because he doesn't look like he's got many attributes. But he's just been brilliant and he can do everything. His finishing's great. His movement's awesome. He's skillful. He's quick. He's, he's been an awesome signing. And, you know, let's not forget that this is a man who has played for, you know, even before he signed for Liverpool, he played for Roma, he played for Fiorentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roma, Chelsea. Yeah. But, but those are big teams, especially yeah. in, in Italy. But I think Salah's been, been amazing. But I, I do think he, he will be the first of the big names to, to leave Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I do think he is the least liked player in the Liverpool squad and I'm not 100% convinced that Jurgen Klopp particularly likes Salah I think he's right. just undroppable mm-hmm. but Salah's been awesome absolutely yeah. awesome yeah he's, he's, he's been a top player How, Ronan in terms of Salah do you think he's do you think he will leave in the next couple of years or do you think what's your opinion on him I think he's happy mm-hmm. I do um, I wouldn't like to see him go I'd love him to stay I think he is Liked by Klopp. I think Klopp loves him. I mean, he was a Klopp signing as well. I don't know. 
I wouldn't want him to go. Definitely not. Mm. His first season was just unreal. People might criticise me for this, but honestly, I think he's the closest player in terms of he's obviously not as good as Messi, but I think he's that similar type of player in terms of see mm. the way he moves very low to the ground, drops uh-huh. the shoulder all the time. Yeah, the way he dribbles the ball, comes inside all the time, and that, like Messi's Messi's trademark is obviously that cutting inside, curling it into the bottom left. And mm. Salah's whole first season, that's all he done. No, I, I wouldn't. I think I agree with you. I think Salah will be the first of the big names to go if anyone was to go. Yeah. But I would like to keep him. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want him to go because he's such a big part of. Liverpool's success and the way the team works that mm-hmm. him and Manny both have to stay yeah yeah I definitely think he'll be staying for the next at least next season and maybe the season after and then I could see a big club coming after him and taking him obviously Liverpool are a big club but another huge European giant might go and take a, a punt on him I could see Barcelona doing that once Messi retires I could definitely see Salah being that type of player they'd go for even though he's he, he, at that point I think he would be getting on a wee bit more in terms of age so, but I could, I could see that, that that's what Barcelona do. They go after the here and now rather than the future. So yeah, definitely Salah. I think he'll be here for the next couple of seasons, but definitely a player that will be moving on in the future. The other player that I was going to mention before we go into the main, the main centre forward is uh, Minamino. Um, he's he's came in in January from Salzburg, and he's not got much game time. But do you think he can get some more game time next season, Ronan? Yeah, I'd like to see him come into the squad. I think he's just that Firmino-type player, same kind of player. Through the middle, drops deep. He looked really good against us for when he was playing at Salzburg in the mm. group stages. He looks like a really good player. I just think he's... It's the same, like, it's the same way Andy Robertson when he first came in. The first sort of six months to eight months, he wasn't really getting in the squad much. I think players just need some time to settle. But... Uh, He's not had his chance. I'd, I'd like to see him come into the squad a bit more because Firmino, Firmino is playing all the time. And when it's not Firmino, it's mm-hmm. Divock Origi, who I think is the worst footballer ever. <laughs> but um, I'd like to see Mino Mino, see what he can do. I, th- I think he's a decent enough player, yeah. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think he's got a lot of a lot to prove, Mino Mino. He's, he's obviously 25, so he isn't too young, but he's still got time on his side. And if he... Bides his patience. If I think if he if he's if he's remains patient with the club, I think he'll get some more game time next season, and hopefully he can can maybe drive on a bit more and hopefully get some more game time for for Liverpool and hopefully we see more of him. On to the the next man, and as you just mentioned, Ronan Bobby Firmino. He's been fantastic since coming in from Hoffenheim. I think he's been he's really transitioned from a cam to a striker to a centre forward kind of position but I'll go I'll go to Theo about Firmino do you think Firmino can remain as the centre forward or do you think Liverpool should be looking into bringing another striker to play up top I, I love Bobby Firmino I think Bobby Firmino has been been incredible for Liverpool and mm. you know there's no denying that he's been one of the best signings Liverpool have ever had but it is time for Liverpool to get a new centre forward it just I know he's so underrated. I've seen so many social media comments that Liverpool would not be the team they, they are without Bobby Firmino. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Mm. I just do think it's now time. He's 31, I think. I think it's time to definitely at least get in a young, hungry striker to even mm-hmm. alternate games with, with Bobby. 
I think it's time to take the emphasis off off him, really. Yeah, and and uh, Ronan, would you agree with that? Do you think it's time for Bobby to to move on, or do you think he can play maybe as a deeper role, maybe as a cam, because that's where he used to play before? Do you think bringing in a striker would be a good idea? Bobby, Bobby's my favourite Liverpool player. I absolutely love him. I I totally agree with everyone on social media that he's so underrated. He doesn't get his his goals don't obviously show how mm-hmm. good he is. Yeah. But without him in the team, I don't think Liverpool work. I think he's the link to every for everyone. You know, he's the best. He's the best at what he does. I wouldn't class him as a cam or a striker, but he's the best in his position, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I love him. Like his fancy flicks. Yeah, I just think like that goal against Newcastle last season, where he done the fancy flick to Salah and Salah put it in the back of the net. Yeah. It's just it, it gets the Liverpool players off our seat off their seats. That's why he's so good. But I mean, I I still think he's got I still think he's got a lot to show at Liverpool. I agree that maybe we need to bring in another striker because I would I I just want rid, rid of Divock <laughs> Yeah. But it would be nice to, to bring another striker in. We would need to figure a way how to play, though, because I think we struggle when Firmino isn't in the squad. Mm. Um, yeah, I would definitely think about another striker, yeah. Yeah. Is there any suggestions for another striker? Uh, I, I personally, if if Liverpool were going to splash the cash on them, I, I would go for Kai Havertz. I think Kai Havertz is the type of player that could fit into this Liverpool team really well because he's plays from he's come from a cam to a centre-forward striker area. I think he would do really well on this Liverpool side. But I don't think Liverpool, obviously, I think Chelsea are in the leads for, for him as well. So And they're going to look really scary if they get him. But is there anyone else out there that's other suggestions? Uh, Theo, have you got anyone that you could suggest for a centre-forward striker maybe to come in? I'll be looking at the, the two lads at Munchen Gladbach, Turam mm-hmm. or, or Alessand play. Mm. I know I've mentioned it a number of times, but I think yeah. Liverpool need pacey strikers. Uh, I think they were completely correct not going for Timo Werner. I think mm. we will suddenly we will find out this season how Chelsea have made a bit of an error in judgment there. But yeah, one of the lads at Munchen Gladbach, definitely. Yeah, I I I really like Marcus Turam. I think Marcus Turam out of the two is the player that I would I would choose out of those two. Is there any other suggestions from yourself, Ronan, or is there any rumours that you've heard that you could maybe go for? It's diff- I think it's difficult to to think, to bring in a striker that would suit Liverpool because it needs to be a similar type player to Bobby. I think that sort of that kind of player that will drop deep. I can't think of many off the top of my head, but I think someone that deserves a big a big move is somebody like Moussa Dembele mm. at Leon. I, I know it's another Leon player. I don't know if he'd particularly suit Liverpool, but he is that player that's a goal scorer and he'll yep. get you goals. And he, he's a clinical finisher. And he'd definitely be an upgrade on Divo Corrigi. Yeah, yeah. I, I think anyone's going to be an upgrade on Divo Corrigi. We'll, we'll go into him and... Well, actually, I'll just write him down. Now own player's leaving. <laughs> no, but uh, we'll, we'll go into him in a second. But yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't go for Dembele. I think, I think Dembele's flatters to deceive person. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's... Out the players out there, I think there's many better options to go for. Uh, Odson Edward's better Odds, than Dembele. Yeah, I would say Odson Edward out then. Out, out, out. Odson Edwards a better player than Moussa Dembele in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I think he'll go into better places. I think Dembele's a fantastic player, mm-hmm. but 
but I, I yeah, Odson Edwards is a brilliant player, but yeah. I've spent many. Give... I've spent many a podcast talking about Edward. Yeah, you have Theo, and, and he's 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 a great player, but he needs to stay for ten. Then he can. Yeah, go. <laughs> then he can go once 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 they've got ten in a row. Then he can leave. That that, that that's fair enough, Ronan. I, I definitely think that 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 will be the case. I think he will stay this season and maybe look to move on next season. Maybe a January move, a probably a pre-contract not pre-contract agreement, but. A, a gentleman's agreement, as you could say, for him to, to move on after and uh, next summer to another club. But out of those options, I, I would go for Turam. I, I do think that's a good shout from Theo. That, that, that might be a good shout. He's not had many... He's only had this year at Munchen Gladbach. He was at Wingamp before, uh, who did get relegated, but he had a good season there. And Munchen Gladbach took the, took the punt on him. And he's done, he's done pretty well this year in terms of his stats. I'll just see this current season. He has got... 10 goals in the Bundesliga and 8 assists so yeah he's, he's had a decent season so yeah I, I think out of those options are you, would you be happy to go for Turam Ronan out, out of those options? Yeah no, he is, he's a good player he's had a great season as well at Munchen Gladbach yeah definitely Yeah no problem what we'll do is we'll go for him then Marcus Turam uh, we think Liverpool should sign you so yeah that's that's three Frenchmen getting signed for Liverpool out, out of those options is there any other suggestions for any other signings or is, are we quite happy with those three acquisitions to go for us obviously Tim McCass has obviously came in already so that's that's the four, four summer signings but is there anyone are there any other positions we need to improve on guys I'll be looking for Leon Bailey as cover at uh, left wing mm, yeah Leon Bailey is a good shout but I don't think Leverkusen will let him go and I think because obviously Kai Havertz is leaving, I don't think they'll let him go. But Marcus Turam, he can play on the left as well. So that, that, that might be another... I'll tell you, just sorry, he's just popped into my head. I'll tell you a striker I'd actually maybe think of going on. I think I'm having a look at Patrick Sheik. Right, yeah. I think, um, Leipzig, I think Leipzig will go for him now that they've lost Werner. I do think Leipzig will go and get him from, mm. from Roma. But if, if Liverpool come calling, I definitely think that might turn his head. But yeah, any other suggestions for you, Ronan, in other positions or... I mean, I do agree with you in terms of I think we need another winger because if we've we've always, I've obviously got Oxley Chamberlain, he can play a wing if needed, but I think he's more effective in the middle. Yeah, I don't know. I had someone in my head there and he slipped out. I think Leon <laughs> Bailey's a good shout, yeah. definitely, but whether I, I doubt we'll sort of sign him. I mean, you're looking at. I doubt, again, I doubt Liverpool would sign him, but someone, I think someone like Jack Grealish would be good. Oh, no. Well, depends if the price, if you can get the price down, I wouldn't go for, I don't think I would go for Grealish. You get him for five million, I think, maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a bit of a, a wild one. I, I wouldn't go for Grealish personally. You've been good value for money for an hour and a half. Why, why are you throwing it away? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I do think he's a good player, um, but he wouldn't be my first choice. I had someone in my head there, but it's, I can't remember who it is. Probably I'd also look at choice, probably. Yeah, you know, like in terms of midfielders, you've had you'd have sixteen more and then Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think I, I would maybe look at a cover for Trent as well. I know like the likes of James Milner can obviously slot in at right back or left. Well, he doesn't need to slot in left back anymore, but mm-hmm. he, he's that player that could. And I know we've got young Nico Williams coming through as well, yeah, who's, who's a really good player. He'll be one for the future as well. Yeah, Maybe just look at a, a backup right back, just in case Trent gets injured. It's, all, it's, mm. it's maybe a position I would look at, but I wouldn't say it's an absolute necessity. No, definitely um, not. I still think Liverpool have got a good couple of years at the top level. I think it will start going downhill 
when Klopp leaves, whenever that is. So yeah. I think he's going to just sort of do out his contract and then he'll either retire or he'll take a couple of years breaking yeah. in. I think I think he deserves to 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 take the Germany national squad. To yeah, definitely, little... definitely. I think we'll we'll go into that in a in a tiny bit. We'll just finish off the squad here, but we'll 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 quickly cover about Klopp in a second. They've also got young players you mentioned, obviously Nico Williams. They've got Sepp Van der Berg as well. They brought in and, and Jana Hoover as well. I've heard is he's another player, but they've got a few other players out there in terms of their strike force. But yeah, we're we're, we're bringing in Marcus Turam who can play left wing as well, so that's a good option as well. But can play. We're, we're going to bring him in to compete with Bobby Firmino in that position as well. I think Theo, are you happy to let go of Divacorigi? Because if I don't put him on this player's leaving list, I think Ronan will kick off. Um, do you think Divacorigi's done now at Liverpool? Unfortunately, I, I, I quite like Origi. <laughs> I think he's I think he's been uh, one of the, the most underrated players Liverpool mm. have, have ever had. He comes on, scores goals in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, gave, gave you that final. Well, I got that. Scored that goal. You know that Absolutely. that goal that everyone talks about. Trent Alexander Arnold being quick, but that finish from Origi was even better. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I agree with better. you. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I don't think like he scored very important goals for us coming off yeah. the bench. I couldn't agree more. But in terms of a footballer, I think yeah. he's, he's he's so lazy. lazy. He, oh, he's terrible. Lazy. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's he's without. Most of his goals are just tap-ins, and a lot of them have been important goals. I, I, I do agree. Obviously, the two goals against Barcelona, and he got a, a few last-minute goals for us in the league as well. I mean, that one, that ridiculous goal last season mm-hmm. with Everton, and it, it yeah. hit off the crossbar. We yeah, hit it, hit the, and he t- it was, was like was it just happened to be that he was there, and it like hit off his head. I don't even think he guided it in, <laughs> but uh, no. Yeah, you know, I agree. He's, he's scored really important goals, and he, he will be remembered for that. But and like you say, in terms of a footballer, I just think he's absolutely hopeless. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's I, a really cool human being, though. He looks, yeah. he looks pretty cool, you know. Yeah, I think if he can get a move elsewhere and try and get some game time, that would be good for him as well. I think maybe to a lower Premier League club might might be a good shout for him. Maybe a Newcastle. They're looking for a striker that might be Everton. good. Well, Everton. I, th- I think Everton. I, d- I wouldn't go to Everton if I was him. I think you've got Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally go there. I, I wouldn't go to Everton either. <laughs> yeah, I think going to doing that as well, that would be ruin your Liverpool reputation a, a wee bit as well. A last player we'll cover, they've got another lad called An- Awanyai or someone, but I-, I won't cover him too much. I think he's a youngster and if he's, depends if he moves on. But the other youngster I was going to mention quickly is Rian Brewster. Theo, you've watched Rian Brewster in the Championship with Swansea. Do you think he's able to kick on a wee bit and get some game time for Liverpool he's been brilliant this uh, well half the season for Swansea he's been awesome he scored some awesome goals yeah he yeah. looked good he scored against Blues actually so I watched a bit of him I think maybe it's time for, for Brewster maybe to have a loan to someone like Crystal Palace and do a bit of a Tammy Abraham and what yeah. he did he went to Swansea in the Prem yeah I think I think Brewster looks alright I think it's time though I think he is 21 he's not young 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 but I think it's time for him to have a prem move to see what the crack is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And what he was opinion? so good at Swansea this season. Wow, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I heard he really kicked on and got some goals. And who's the manager? Is it Steve Koppel at Swansea? I think is it Theo? Do you, do you know the manager at Swansea? It's who's... the lad. I don't know. I can't remember his name, but it's the lad who was in charge of England's under 17s when yeah. they won the World Cup with Phil Foden. 
I think it's Steve something. It's and actually uh, talking of Swansea, they got they got Morgan Gibbs White on a loan. So oh, did they? Right, okay. If he was to go back to Swansea next season as well, maybe yeah. that would be all right because they'll all link up. So uh -huh. yeah, it's Steve Cooper. That's it. I knew it was a. I knew it was a. a, a He's um, a funny-looking bloke, that Steve Cooper. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's a funny-looking lad as well. Yeah, he looks um, like the Chicken Man off uh, Toy Toy Story. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Yeah, that's fine. And I think I'll be. I was going to see Ronan. Your opinion on Brewster? Do you think he alone to maybe yeah. a Palace would be a good shout? Yeah, I agree. I, I I wouldn't if we don't bring in a striker. I wouldn't let him go out and loan because mm. I would I would give him a chance in the team. Obviously, yeah. again over Divokarigi. Yeah, yeah. That if if we are to bring another striker, I do agree. Like he needs first team football, but yeah, he's a, he was he was really good for Swansea. I can agree more with what Theo said. Follow that sort of Tammy Abraham path. Go out on loan. Lukaku did it as well, didn't he? And just kind of mm -hmm. have a couple of loans, get first team football, and just kind of make a name for yourself. And mm -hmm. no, I definitely he, again another one for the future, but. Yeah, he's he's a really good player. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what he can do and hopefully can make a move to, to another Premier League club on, on loan and get some Premier League action under his belt. And yeah, I think Palace, they're, they're looking for a striker, so I think that would be a good move for him, as Theo suggested. So yeah, Brewster, you're, you're going to go out on loan, son. And we're, we're, as we said, we're, if we were choosing the team, we'd bring in Turam, so that would take up a position in the squad. So I think Brewster could do with a, a loan move as well. Anyway, that's it. Before we wrap up the show, you, you were going to mention about, Ron, you were mentioning about Klopp. Do you think Klopp's there for the long term or do you think, he obviously was mentioned, I remember it came out that he mentioned that he would take a, a break and then see how he felt afterwards. But do you think that break is in the next two years or do you think five years or, or what, what's your opinion on Klopp and do you think he's going to, when do you think he's going to finish up at Liverpool? Well, his contract runs out in 2024, which is another four years at the club. And I think he'll carry out his contract, right. and then that will be him. He's pretty much, I think, he's pretty much said that in his press conferences. Mm -hmm. He says, "I'll, I'll." He's pretty, he's pretty much said it in stone that he'll carry out his contract, and then he mm -hmm. wants to have a break. So, another four years, and I think that's a good amount of time mm -hmm. for Liverpool as a club to keep progressing. Well, they're obviously already at the top of football. There's not much more to progress on. <laughs> But keep keep to the standard we're at. But also, I think four years is a good amount of time for Steven Gerrard to also mature more as a manager yeah. because I think he'll be next to step in when right. that time is. I mean, he's got his name on that job. I think that's set in stone as well that one day he'll be managing Liverpool. And right. I think four years is a good amount of time to be able to, to get more experience under his belt and come in mm -hmm. to, to take the Liverpool team when, yeah. when Klopp does finish up. But... Liverpool fans will always be be thankful to Klopp for everything that he's done. He will go down as a legend at Anfield, 100%. He brought Liverpool their first title in 30 years. Yeah, and he deserves all the credit he gets. And mm -hmm. yeah, I can see him. I can see him after his break, maybe taking on the national team at Germany, yeah. which I yeah. think he deserves. I definitely think uh, Joachim Lowe needs to be replaced soon but as you said Klopp's not going to be going into Germany and maybe six obviously four years is his contract 2024 but uh, as he said he might take a year break and see how he feels but I definitely think maybe the World Cup of what, what's the next World, obviously the World Cup's 2022 is it for the Qatar one 
So maybe the 2026 World Cup might be a good shout for, for Klopp to take charge of just before then to, to maybe make his mark. Theo, do you think that Gerard's going to be the, the next manager after Klopp or do you think there's another man? Do you think, I, I personally think Nagelsmann might be a good shout from Leipzig to, think, to take on that, um, that role. I think Julian Nagelsmann will, will head to Man City when Guardiola leaves next season. Right. Um, but I think Steven Gerrard, I think they'll go for Steven Gerrard, but if he doesn't do anything with Rangers this season, yeah, and he doesn't do anything at Rangers, he doesn't deserve to be, it doesn't matter how good you were, you don't deserve to be in charge of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Gerrard's been a bit disappointing for Rangers. They've pumped a lot of money into the club. They have, Tactically, yeah. I've got a number of mates who, who, are, who are Rangers fans and they, they do say he's got no plan B. He reminds me a bit of Gary Rowett. So I think the opportunity is there for Gerard, but mm-hmm. you know, you know what you look what happened when a great manager recommended a fellow manager with Man United. Look at yeah. mm-hmm. So it all depends. The job's there for, for Gerard. It just depends if he lives if he's up ready. to it really. If he's if ready. He's for ready. It. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure if he is at the moment. I think he's a he's way I off. I wouldn't say he's ready at the moment. He's obviously Klopp's there for the next few years. So maybe I think leaving Rangers might be a good option for him to maybe then go to, back to England and take an English club up. I was surprised. Like, like, that like Frank Lampard. Well, he was, sorry, Jordan, he, at Bristol City wanted him. Right. But he didn't want to leave Rangers. So I was a bit surprised he didn't take that. I know Brook Rangers are a big club in Bristol City. It's just yeah. in terms of his career, mm-hmm. I was a bit surprised he didn't take it. Yeah, yeah, he wanted them as well when Lampard left. I think Derby were after him, mm-hmm, but he, yeah. he again he chose to stay at Rangers. Ugh, I think, yeah, as much as I hate to see it as a Celtic fan, but I think Gerard at Rangers is he's improved the team. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've, they, they, they've they've put a lot of money in. That's the, that's the one thing. And I, I, we'll go into this into our Scottish yeah. when we do our Scottish football episode. But I, I do think Rangers are in trouble. They'll go back into the, the their old t- habits of then going into liquidation because I don't I don't see how they've got that money to be honest they're, they're spending buckets of money and I don't see where, where they've got it from personally but yeah we'll, we'll cover that a bit later on but yeah as you said I think Gerard maybe making a move to whether he goes to the championship or whether he goes to a Premier League team maybe that's that's not that's struggling slightly maybe not not struggling but maybe like a, a Newcastle in the future or maybe like a West Ham might be a good shout for him I don't know but I think you can't go from Rangers to Liverpool. I don't. I don't think that's feasible personally. Anyway, but that, that that's a good way to, to to wrap up the podcast. It's yeah, it's been a good one. Really enjoyed having you on, Ronan, and getting the up to date information about Liverpool and going through the team and who who would get rid of. In terms of our eleven for next season, if if including the players we've signed, so Allison in goals, we've got Trent at right back. We'd have Van Dijk with Upa Makano in the centre back which I think would be that would be scary to, to, to see if they could get that. Obviously, Andy Robertson at left-back. Got Jordan Henderson and then Awar as well. But who, who, who's going in beside them? Do you think Fabinho would play in there, guys, if, if, it, was, if it was that, that, that midfield, Awar, Henderson, and would you say Fabinho? Yeah, he's definitely the one, I think, to yeah. sit in front of the defence. He's solid, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. So that's fine. So Fabinho... And then Awa, and then there we go. Spelled his, Awa's name is really not easy to spell. I'm trying to think of how you spell his name again. In terms of the right wing, Salah, Mane on left as well, and Firmino with two Rams come in as well. I've got to say, guys, that, that that's a really good team. I'm quite happy with what we've built there. I think 
I think that I think that's a really good team. If if, if Liverpool to, were to buy them three other players along with Timakas, I think that would be really good. And the players leaving: Carius, Oxley, Chamberlain. It's up to himself. Uh, Jordan Shakiri, Harry Wilson will be going as well. Divakorigi. I think Ronan's made that clear. He wants he wants him out. And Brewster's going to go out on loan to Palace would be a good shout. Anyway, that's been a good episode, guys. We'll wrap up here. Again, Ronan, thank you very much for coming on. It was great to have you on. Hopefully you can give us a shout out on Instagram as well. That would be that would be much appreciated when the episode goes out. I'll give you a shout when it when it has gone out live. And yeah, it was great to have you on again. Theo. Great, good to have you on as, as always. And yeah, don't forget to check us out on podbean.com or Spotify. Also, our Instagram is at the Emphatic Fanatics Podcast. So subscribe to that if you're listening to this. And yeah, tell your workmates, school friends, or anyone that you play football with, tell them about us and give us a listen because yeah, we're, we're, always, we're always here. Quality with content. Quality, quality content. Quality content. And yeah. Yeah, we've got to say that we're, we're, we're hoping to bring even more to the table for you to listen to. Anyway, thanks again, guys, and we'll catch you later. See you later.